This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! Yes, what is going on, BeatSourcers? How are you? You good? Okay, good. I like to hear that. Um, you guys, this podcast, as always, is brought to you by BeatSource. Shout out to the whole team of BeatSource, making things happen, blazing trails, okay? Making all types of stuff happen that has never happened on this earth before, including BeatSource streaming. That's right. It's the music service, BeatSource, for open format DJs. We've got offline locker mode. You can store, so you can DJ from the cloud, right? But you can store these songs offline, so don't be worried about having Wi-Fi or not. This technology is incredible. The uh, curated playlists are incredible. It's all great. So go on to BeatSource.com, start your free trial, tell me what you think, hit us with questions, comments, all that stuff. Um, Thank you guys for supporting me and hitting me with all your comments and questions and all that. Feel free to send me a message on Instagram at DJSpider, D-J-S-P-I-D-E-R. Uh, I talk to you guys on there every week, and I love it. Uh, thanks for coming out to my shows and all that. I, I always promote the stuff on there. So thank you again and again. And today, guys, let's get into our guest of the day, okay? Mad props to this person for coming out here and doing this. He's straight off the plane, straight to the studio. We've got a DJ, producer, talent buyer, and so much more hailing from Salt Lake City. This man has paid his dues. He's been a longtime radio DJ, plays for the University of Utah, along with the top nightclubs in Salt Lake City and Park City, Sky and Downstairs, as well as various spots around the country. He is an experienced DJ who loves DJing, cares about it, and has really put in the work. Not only is he the longtime resident at Sky in Salt Lake, he's the talent booker. So we're able to learn all sides of the DJ booking game from him and see where the trends are going. And just, you know, he gives us valuable insight that I think no one else has. He has a very unique perspective um, being on both sides of it and all the experience that he's had with it. And especially going through the pandemic with it and, and doing what he's doing now. So really cool to learn about that stuff. I think you guys are going to learn a lot about it. He's got a really inspirational journey and he gives us insight into ways that we can take care of ourselves mentally and physically that I also think is very important. We can take a lot from. We get into all that along with discussing his new EP that he's produced and where his goals are and his future lies and all types of funny stories from our DJ gigs. So please welcome to the show, Bangarang. All right, let's get into it. We are here. It's the 20 podcast. And we got Bangarang on the show. Give it up. So, so how are you? I'm good. How are you? Man, this is this is cool. Oh, I'm great. I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Every time I read your name in my head is the Skrillex uh, bangerang. <laughs> so that's like, I can't talk like that, but yeah. that's what I hear. Bangerang yeah. <laughs> like every time. So that's uh, I can't not think that every yeah. time, you know, but also thank you for coming out. I got you join an elite uh, group of people who have flown out here to do the podcast, who have really gained my respect in a new way. And I really appreciate you taking the time and just 
having such amazing drive to come out here and do that. You know, a few people, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for taking of course. the time. I, I, I mean, you made the call, bro. You were like, yo, come out. <laughs> of course. Spider, I know. You're a spider well, I just call, meant bro. like if you're <laughs> ever here, you know, but the fact that you just come out and I know, I mean, honestly, the flight from uh, Salt Lake City to LA is not too bad. Like no. I've done it so many, I've done it sometimes where I had a day gig and I've gone in the morning and come back at night, like, mm-hmm. you know, for something. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's not bad, but still it's a lot traveling all that. And so thank you so much. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Um, I'm excited to, uh, you know, get to know you better, have the yeah. audience get to know you better. I think, you know, you're such an interesting dude because you, do so many things, you know, you're a DJ, you're a dope DJ, you're about your business, you know, you know what you're doing and, um, you're producer as well, but you also know all the different sides of the business, you know, from booking, um, to, uh, all the stuff, you know, production, like, like we were saying. So I'm excited to get into all that stuff and, um, uh, yeah, thank you, you know, for being here. So for the people that, maybe don't know you or just want to get to know you better. Um, I guess you want to tell us about yourself a little bit. Yeah, man. So, um, I grew up in Missouri. I live, I'm based out of Salt Lake though. So I was born in Missouri, Kansas city, St. Louis when I was 12. Got it. And then, uh, I've been in Utah since 2011, winter of 2011. Okay. Like I chased a girl out here, high school sweetheart. We broke up two weeks later. Oh, okay. But, does your EP have anything to do with that? <laughs> no, that's a later story. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a later story. I, we'll I did notice that, that the first thing on your on your music EP that you just put out that we'll discuss is really dope. You guys got to check it, but it has, it's called The Breakup or something, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> okay. one later. That's a whoo. All right, oh. so from Missouri, so from Kansas City, Missouri, uh, the barbecue barbecue central. <laughs> yeah, best barbecue in the, in the, uh, in the world. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. big claim. Yeah, big I've claim. Gone, I've gone and got some, I mean, I used to DJ Harrah's Kansas city okay. like the the casino yeah, yeah, yeah. which is supposedly in kansas city missouri but yeah. once i tried to get anywhere i realized i was 45 minutes to an hour from any real <laughs> place on earth like and this was the time like the uber i don't i mean this is how old i am guys but there was no uber like i had to literally have the hotel call me a taxi and get into it and pay this person to drive me 45 minutes to I forget what it was. I went to the most famous one, and this mm-hmm. I remember they wrapped it in paper, yeah. which a forty-five minute drive back with meat wrapped in paper yeah. it didn't travel too good. But nah. it was so good. I'm in my room eating it, and, yeah. you know, incredible. But all right, so barbecue uh, central. So you chased a yeah. girl out to Salt Lake City from Kansas City. Yeah, man, and just kind of like after we broke up, I had um, I've always kind of been music like centric because when I was growing up, I, I I lived in like the inner city and stuff, so like. Okay. Hip hop was like big. I'd always and especially Missouri. Yeah. We literally got music from everywhere. Right. Like especially Kansas City, the craziest thing, like the Bay Area Okay, influence. I was gonna mention that. I was gonna see if you were gonna mention it, but yeah. Yeah, like the Bay Area influence in Kansas City is crazy. Like it's re- insane. Like rest in peace, Mac Dre, but Mac he, Dre. He passed away in Kansas City. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. But like we grew up listening to like Messi Marv, Mac Dre, E forty, and this is like the nineties. That's insane. I know when I got, because, you know, like I said, I was DJing there back in the day, kind of yeah. pre TikTok, pre, I, th- I don't even know if Twitter was around yet, maybe the beginning, but it was on some MySpace type yeah. update thing. And, and I, I have memories of that time. Like when you would DJ in LA, San Francisco, San Jose, San Diego, yeah. Vegas, play blow the whistle. What's my favorite word? 
everybody sings it. Yep. And I remember going to Chicago and playing it and thinking everyone's going to sing it. Silence, you know, going yeah. to other cities. I'm like, oh, music has not traveled. The People don't know the Bay Area mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm so used to it being as part of my repertoire and mm-hmm. loving it. And then I'm in Kansas City and I play like I'm in the building and I'm feeling myself or something. Oh my God, people go nuts. Crazy. And I could, and then I'm like, tell me when to go. And I'm playing like Bay Area songs. And it was almost like I was in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I had to do research to find out that it was, there's like this insane through line where yeah. it's the only other place in the country almost where it's like as big as the Bay Area. Yeah. it It's like crazy out there. But, you know, in the 2000s, you know, all the dipset stuff was going off like my oh, brother wow. and cousins were like big dipset fans you yeah know, um jay-z fans like um memphis bleak all those guys but then like you had a lot of music coming out of the south too like we literally got music from everywhere right. in missouri like all over that's crazy and then like I, moving to utah like you, i mean you've been to utah like, let's yeah. call it what it is it's, it's pretty white out there <laughs> like it's yes getting it is <laughs> it's good it's it's gotten a lot better since i've you know i've been there it'll be 13 years in uh in january but or is it twelve? Okay, but I've thirteen yeah, years because it's twenty twenty four. Um, but being able to bring all that with me, there was like a small pocket of people who were who knew that music and liked that music, and that's kind of how like I even got into DJing just in college in a fraternity. And wow. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Salt Lake City also is somewhat close enough to Vegas in the Bay Area where they. Mm-hmm. It's that mid. I mean, both those cities are the middle of the country thing. I think mm-hmm. Salt Lake City is like a kind of a main. It's become like a main city, right? Where yeah, definitely a lot of people come through. Whether you're on a tour bus or whether you're flying through, it's like mm-hmm. a, a kind of a hub, you yeah. know. And it's like you're so close to Denver and mm-hmm. and Aspen and that whole world of mm-hmm. mountain life, you know. And then you're also so close to Vegas and yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah, it's you, actually yeah, and we just our airport just got rebuilt. I know, brand new. What like, the hell? I feel bad for anybody that has to like walk. Yeah. Any old person in that airport. The first because I was so used to the old airport, yeah. and then I come in and I'm like, I think I've been walking for like an hour. Yeah. Like the person was like, "Yo, I'm picking you up," and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Like yeah. I, I went, I went up Google Maps like in the airport because I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, and I. I must have walked like a mile and a half mm-hmm. to get from my gate to the outside. Yeah. And I'm like, and I saw like old people like falling down and dying. Like I was like, <laughs> there the was work. people like, you know, I'm like, they should have people movers or wheelchairs or like people were like literally look like they're going to pass out and die. Like the older people from the flight. I'm like, how could they walk this far? Yeah. Like whoever designed that airport definitely did not walk that section (laughs) you know what i mean and see what it was really going to be like or they need to install those things but yes new the airport's nice but it's way too spread out it's it's very (laughs) spread out there's a joke that like so mormons immigrated from missouri actually to salt lake city and they were like chased out of missouri so like there's a joke that like you know they wanted to you know, make people remember that walk as you're, <laughs> as you're going to as you're going to BK. But pro tip: just fly Delta, just fly oh, okay. Delta because Delta. I'm pretty sure somebody fact check me, but I'm pretty sure like they invested money in it. Oh, and so they got the closest. So all of A Gate is all Delta flights. I'm, I always do that. Southwest there because it's easy. They got a Burbank flight, yeah. and so I do the Southwest, and I got yeah. the little. You know, I use it for my short flights. And then other than that, I'm on American. So it's like hard for me to go Delta. But I've done it here and there when I have to. And that's a good, that's good advice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, 
that's hilarious. So it's it's basically a religious <laughs> pilgrimage to go from the Southwest yes. Gates to the Uber yes. pickup. <laughs> yes, it's you become Mormon. Yeah, you I wonder be- how many people have converted. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yo, I'm Jewish, but I'm Mormon by the end of this, this dry- is- walk. Yeah. <laughs> But I learned um, a lot about myself. <laughs> My man got baptized and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's crazy. I got a new I got two wives. No, I don't know what Mormon is. No. <laughs> um, but to your point though, it's we're we're basically like a hub for anywhere on the West Coast. Like I right. love living there cuz I think this flight probably cost me and I booked it like 3 weeks ago or whatever. Like 150 bucks oh yeah I, i've had Delta. some 70 dollar flights you yeah. know to southwest to, to salt lake and Just back in and out because yeah. like we're a hub you can literally get anywhere on the west coast for like less than 200 dollars within like three weeks right you know? yeah obviously i'm like i'm going to vegas in a few weeks but there's a lot of stuff happening like the pac-12 title game nfr and like yeah. the mid-season uh, tournament. They've just been going crazy on those vegas yeah. flights like i've never seen Taxing. anything like it the past i had to go the past two weeks and it was. I've never seen one way four hundred dollars Southwest yeah. flights like, like come on. to and from L.A. I was like, what? I've never paid this much. You I'm know? gonna just drive. Yeah, <laughs> and there wasn't even that much going on yet. I know. Yeah. But then every time I've done the quote unquote, let me just drive. Like the drive back, I've always regretted it. The drive yeah. there, I'm cool, <laughs> but it's the drive back where I'm like, yeah, why did I do this? Yeah. I will pay an extra two hundred dollars to not drive or something. <laughs> yeah, that part. you can drive Salt Salt Lake City to Vegas pretty uh, easy, right? No. Or no? The drive to L.A. from Vegas is short. Okay. Is, is shorter. I, I won't do that drive because, really? like you said, I've never, like, I've done it on a bus, but I wasn't driving. I just looked out the window. <laughs> nah, it, it's five hours. Right. From Salt Lake to Vegas, but it's once again, it's the drive back. Oh. Man, like, and there's nothing out there. There's just like yeah, mountains. Nothing. And like, if that's what you're into. I just did it a, in, back in August with my mom and stuff, but like, right. she's the only person I would road trip for. <laughs> yeah. Especially when like Frontier and Spirit is like 20 bucks one way. Yeah, especially so, if you plan that out, you're like, "Yo, I just need a ba- I just, I just a, need to get there. A bag, a backpack. Don't talk to anybody. You have your little water. Literally, <laughs> you yeah. can take the nineteen dollar Spirit flight. <laughs> exactly. Put your head down. Just get there. You yeah. know, it's like <laughs> it's only bad if you take that flight and you have like a bunch of crap to bring or something. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, that's dope. So, so you ended up in Salt Lake, and um, but you started DJing in Salt Lake City or in Missouri? Yeah, no, in Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. Like I was, I was always music guy in yeah, Missouri, but right, like in it. Salt Lake specifically, I started DJing. This was like 2011. And how'd you get into it? Who'd you know, or how did that start, bro? I like actually like knew nobody. Yeah. So like, what happened was is this was 2011 peak EDM era, like. Yeah, Alesso, Dead Mouse, it was big room shit, right? And it, that was all kind of new to me. Yeah. Um, but we would be at these parties, and I would always be putting together the playlist or whatever. And finally, it just got to a point to where DJing was starting to become a lot more mainstream than it is now. Like, and I, I was able to like, I was going to these parties, and I was seeing what these guys were doing or whatever. So I picked up a controller, and um. I used some student loan money. <laughs> nice. Good. <laughs> the fucking controller and got a laptop and just kind of started messing around in my dorm room. And from there, like I was doing, cause we had a frat, I was just doing house parties. And then we had a, uh, the same frat Kappa Sigma. We had a chapter up at the university of Utah. They actually initiated us. Like we started that, that chapter at uh, Utah Valley university. Oh, cool. And, um, they liked what I was doing. So I would come up there and do their shit. And then I started just meeting more DJs just based off of that. Yeah. And 
Um, from there, I met a few guys. Uh, one guy in particular, his name is Del Maggio, really dope guy, really dope guy. And he was like, you know, if you want to really take this stuff serious, this is what you like. Here's what you should do if you're like serious about this. Mm-hmm. Referring to like learning technique or learning how to mix on uh, vinyl at the time, this Serato itch. Oh yeah, Serato itch. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I actually uh, I I bought an NS7, and then I ended up getting some turntables, but like they weren't techniques. They were like these little plastic belt drive ones, and okay. like I was kind of embarrassed. So I spray painted them in my dorm bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I spray painted them black. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's great. Yeah, and uh, bought a little SL3, and I had this Behringer. Uh, 4,000 DDM 4,000 or something like that. Yeah. With a uh, SL three box that I ended up getting around like 2011 and then just really started like DJing more and more and more. Um, I went from doing these house parties to like connecting with people in student government. And I was doing at this point, like I'm like three years in and I'm doing like these 4,000 like people parties for like, you know, like the Halloween dances at colleges and stuff yeah. like that. Like insane shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good thing to tap into. I remember in college, like those student government people are like, they would have crazy money and booking power yeah. that people don't really, not everyone realizes. Yeah. So like, before you know it, like I was doing colleges, I had my college I was doing, I had another college called snow college, which is probably about 45 minutes, uh, an hour. Actually, okay. hour and some change south. And then I was doing the University of Utah. I was also doing Weber State, which is about an hour north. So like I was just doing all these universities and stuff. Right. And it just kind of like, it really just snowballed me, but it prepared me for so much shit that I didn't even realize. Yeah. Um, you know, which we'll like get into. But through all of that, I ended up meeting some radio people. And that just kind of like, that that really changed like, yeah how i mixed right (laughs) like completely right right you know mixing on radios is is a you mean seeing oh because then you ended up being on the radio from there Mm -hmm. so what uh what was that like what did you what were you doing like you were a mix show dj or something yeah so i how that started is i started off doing at the time erocalypse which is like my brother he's so dope Right. Um, There's he, been a lot of battles of the E-Rock name over uh, time, right? <laughs> you know, it's a funny story. <laughs> Shout out to E-Rock uh, that lives in Vegas now. Yeah. You know, DJ E-Rock. They went to the same high school. No way. Yeah. I because can't then, you know, there was, was an E-Rock New York. And then I knew just random dudes named Eric that called themselves E-Rock just in LA that weren't even a DJ. The, yeah. It's like my phone had too many E-Rocks. Yeah, E-Rock. <laughs> you got to start putting states next to them. And then them. there's E-Rock. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. They need states. You know, so. <laughs> but uh, E-Rockalypse, he was our program director at a KUUU, okay. U92. And um, I had actually got into radio, not even mixing. I was a remote tech for our, uh. our, ton- for our alternative station. Oh. So, like, I was going and setting up live broadcasts and, okay. and stuff. Um, the guy, the program, excuse me, the promotions director at the time, over X96, mm-hmm. he was a DJ and he was kind of like a mentor to me. His name was Jarvicious. Great guy. Um, he kind of brought me on and then I met Erocalypse because he was the program director and I just went to him like, hey, I'm doing this over here. But like at at the time we would have uh, mixers at our live remotes for the hip hop station U92. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, if there's ever an opportunity to where, you know, one of your mixers can't make it, like 
I'm around. I'm in the building. Yeah. You know, I'm like young. I'm just hungry. Like I'm trying to get in there. And one day he like called me and was like, yo, we need a mixer. And it was like 50, 60 bucks, bro, for like two hours. But right. show, show up with your mixer and laptop and play clean music for two hours. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do that. Especially yeah. like this is 2014, 2015. So like radio is still something. Not that radio is not anything now. But yeah. This is. But everything's different. There was no, I mean, TikTok, so many things have taken over. Radio is still there, but so many other things for people to put their attention on now. Yeah. Yeah. So like radio was still like what it was and um i was a remote tech for like i mean i was a remote dj for a really long time and then like there was i had a really dope roommate his name is jr he's still in radio in fact he's doing this man is so cool he's done radio in like two like three or four different countries like oh my no god yeah so we met we met uh in salt lake city but he started doing radio and like Virginia, like in high school, because he's from Virginia. Yeah. So then he moved to uh North. He did radio in North Carolina. Then he did radio in uh in in Illinois, and then he did radio in Salt Lake City, and that's how we met. Oh. But okay. then he left Salt Lake to do radio in Malaysia. Does he speak other languages? Nah, or? he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he doesn't. But now he's doing radio in Saudi Arabia and killing it in English. Or what is he? Yeah, he just DJing or no? Like he, he, no, he's doing like legit radio. Oh wow! Yeah, so he was our night guy at the time, and um, he's he, DJing for Ronaldo out there. No, <laughs> I'm like, yo, Jay, let me get a let me get a, a jersey or something. Let me get a drop. Um, but he was our night guy and music director, and um, that's crazy. Yeah, bro, and like I'll never forget this story because it it it, it sticks out to me. So we had a uh, I was at the University of Utah. We had a dance that night, it was, uh, Crimson Nights. It was the first night, and they call me. They're like, hey, so-and-so can't do their mix on the radio this weekend. Can you record a mix? And I'm like setting up this event. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could do it. So I, at that time, I literally, I recorded like this 30-minute mix or what? Yeah, it was like a 30-minute mix. Two, was it 225? Whatever. I recorded this mix as I'm like setting up or after we had finished setting up like sound checking or whatever. I sent it to him and then like you recorded I, it at the remote thing before it started. Yeah. Like I recorded this at the event before it started. <laughs> How, like inside Serato or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh my God. That's because amazing. with the SL box, right. you could like record, like you had to plug in the like RCA yeah. out and it's like some weird shit. I'm so glad we don't have to do that anymore. Oh my God. I know. Um, but <laughs> yeah. And then from that point on, like I took over, I had a weekly mix show on Tuesday, um, Thursdays and Fridays at night. Wow. So that led right to that. That led like right to that. All while like I was kind of like breaking into like the club scene a little bit. Yeah. And like the club and bar scene. I used to DJ at uh, this bar called Donkey Tales. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> listen, bro. Like I, I have a lot of visions right when you said those words. <laughs> like what that could be. <laughs> it's a lot of things. Donkey Tales. Yeah. That was my it was my Saturday residency. And then Friday I had a residency. What was the story behind that name? <laughs> bro, you, just local owners, man. And like they were just really cool people. And right. like I Does can't it mean anything a donkey tail? <laughs> nah, it it's crazy. It, it, and it's like a Mexican restaurant. Okay. Like the name of the Mexican the name I mean, of the that could be like restaurant. a wrestling move or like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, it could be like anything. A, I mean, a DJ move. I don't know. A don I'm going to hit him with the donkey tail <laughs> right now. Stupid. Okay. <laughs> That's but crazy. Like, the name of the restaurant was Guadalajonkies. 
No. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> and it's still and there. So Donkey Tales was the bar? Yeah, it was attached to it. And yeah. Guadalajonkies? Yes. Yes. I swear. Were the owners... Mex like Latin like was it like white people? Yeah, and so they went. Yeah, it's the honky thing with yeah. the Guadalajara. Oh my god! Yeah, it was crazy. But That's um, Utah, right there, Utah, <laughs> Utah baby. But That's um, amazing. that was my wow. Saturday night. But I can't remember. So how I was doing all this frat stuff, right? Yeah. That this frat hired me to do their Halloween party on a Thursday at like this old venue called In the Venue. And it used to be like basically just like a giant warehouse or whatever. And um, I DJ there, crush it. The club owner's there. He's like, yo, we want you to come play on our Fridays. Come to find out, it was an 18 plus like LGBTQ night. Oh, okay. So like, and the thing about like the gay crowd or the LGBTQ crowd is they will tell you what, what like what they like, <laughs> what they don't like. <laughs> right. Like, with a quickness. Okay. And um, it was really... That was so much fun because on like Fridays I'm playing like high energy EDM and like I'm talking like at this point it's like 2013, 2014. I'm playing big room just yeah for like five hours. Oh my Getting God. paid like 200 bucks to DJ from nine to two. Wow. Like, but whatever. It's an opportunity. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like, dude, the, the, honestly, the this story so far is the definition of paying your dues. You know what man. I mean? And showing up and being there and having these experiences and, and leading, you know, it's just... For for everyone that just thinks, oh well, I want a DJ, and then they become a DJ. It's like yeah. there's so many elements to what levels. you've done. Yeah, levels exactly, and all of it goes into your knowledge and your experience and who you are and how all the things you're doing now. You would never yeah. be able to do without any of that knowledge, you know. Bro, no, not at all. Like that was the first place I was forced to learn CDJs, Cause, right? Because they were like, all right, this is what we have in house. Yeah, and I was bringing my turntables, but I had these plastic ass turntables. <laughs> <laughs> that like and at the time and like, you still have the plastic turntable yeah, I, I, I mean listen if it ain't broke don't fix it like, <laughs> just spray paint it just, just, spray, paint <laughs> just spray paint it no one will know they're but, not gonna know no one will know but like this was my first ex like real experience with like bass oh god the speakers were underneath <laughs> no phase yeah there was no phase at this point no. so at like, that point your needles just go <laughs> across yeah across. i'm mixing on internal uh um so I had to learn, but that forced me to learn CDJs. But it also put me in a position to where, like, all right, bet, cool. Like, I'm digging more into like this dance music world, getting yeah. out of that, getting out of like my comfortable like hip hop shell that like right. I'm in. So I was doing that on Fridays. So I had I had my mix show Thursday and Friday nights from like nine to ten. Had my LGBTQ night Fridays from like nine to they would let me come in late or was it? Eight? I think it was eight to nine, whatever. And then I had this like old school hip hop night on Saturdays at this spot called Donkey Tells. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. That's another crazy. part of paying your dues. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, I mean, that's even to this day, so many times where I'm like, I just did three gigs and they were all completely different. Not one yeah. song overlapped in all of them. In you all know? of them. And it's nice. Yeah. yeah. It, it keeps you on your toes and awake and, you know, yeah. working. Um, oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you um did you ever get turntables? <laughs> so I ended up there's this guy, uh his name was uh DJ Travick and he uh he had extra uh, Stanton ST one fifties. Okay. Those were like my first like turntable turntables and I don't know if you remember them, but those were like a fifty pound turntable. Okay, no, like, it's I don't it's not a light turntable. 
Right. And like one of them actually just went out, I think, during pandemic. But I still have the other pounds. one. Bro, it's not a light. And then with the case, it's like 75 pounds. That's crazy. Bro. Like, it's not light. Um, So I ended up getting those. And he sold them to me for cheap, like 400 for the pair. Oh, nice. Like it would, those were like my first direct drive turntables. And then after my other one went out, I bought a uh, Pioneer. But I still use my ST150 that works. Because once again, if it ain't broken. Yeah. Don't fix it. Was your name Bangarang at the time? Yeah, it's always been Bangarang. So, oh, when did that? So you started out with that name. Mm-hmm. Where did you? Where did it come from? So Hook. It's my favorite movie. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, Yo, that's cool. Th- there's a scene in it where like Robin Williams is like he he goes back to Never Neverland and like he's about to fight the uh, not fight but like, he and Rufio are about to have like words or whatever. And the kids are like, "Be Bangarang, Peter. Be Bangarang." And to me, I kind of took that as like a yo, like always be young. And like have energy and like be fun. Oh, I love that. Something like that inner, like, you know, like that inner child type shit. Yeah, that's so cool. So, like, that's kind of like, that's where that came from. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Good meaning to the name. I didn't even realize that. (laughs) Like I said, the Skrillex thing's always popping out of my head, but I'm like, I know he didn't name himself after that. Man, you know what's crazy? (laughs) That came out later, the banger. No, the same time. I started DJing at the same time. Right, because that's one of his first songs, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's man. probably 2011. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Crazy. Fucking crazy. Good timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I didn't want to throw you off course. So, Good. So, so you were um, on the radio twice a week. You're doing the clubs. you got the three residencies, yeah. old school hip hop, EDM, uh, the other one. Um, and where, you know, I guess, yeah, where did things go from there? Man, so like I eventually like the L, like the LGBTQ night kind of like fizzled out. You yeah, know? like people just weren't like people just weren't coming. Yeah, um, and you know nothing lasts forever. Yeah, so like that ended up dying, and then I was man, what happened? And then I think for a long time I just didn't have a Friday. I was just I was just taking like random miscellaneous gigs like throughout the city. Yeah, kind of like getting my name out there, but like through this I actually ended up getting on the radio like full not not like full time i'm still doing the remotes mm-hmm. but now like my mix show kind of expanded from like because one of the other djs didn't want to do it so my role i now had like a mix show like monday through friday at least for you know just for yeah. an hour and like yeah. radio it's a lot though it, it is a lot it's a lot like you, like it's an hour but it's a lot and yeah. you can't sound the same every every exactly every yeah. night um, but you have to use only <laughs> Eight songs or something, right? I mean, not really, but I'm exaggerating. But you've got a small pool of music to work with. Yeah. You're in a corporation at a job, you know. Yeah. And and you have to prep for it. Yeah. And and doing that, I mean, even doing this podcast or doing DJ sets, you know, it takes so much out of you. Like, we're exhausted at the end. Man, you have no idea. And it's like, well, you you have an idea. Um, (laughs) but You don't, the listener. No, I'm just kidding. All of you do. (laughs) (laughs) But we... um. I, I'm like I'm forever grateful for radio because it made me a better club DJ. Yeah, because, interesting. Because like you're programming music, like you have to have you you want to play familiar music the entire night, right? But you yeah. also want to play new music in there. But you have to know like Ari Beck, cool. I'm gonna play the new Travis Scott, but I'm also gonna follow it up with some shit that I know people know because yeah. the cool kids are gonna know the new Travis Scott or gonna know the new Doja or whoever the fuck. Right. But like you know, what I'm saying. Janice, who's celebrating her birthday over here at this table, yeah. isn't going to know that. She wants to hear Rihanna. Exactly. So it's like radio um, really like helped me like mature as a DJ and I think really kind of like propelled me 
versus like some of my other like counterparts who are like my age and you know what I'm saying? Like not trying to like shit talk those guys or anything. Yeah. But it like it gave me like an advantage. Yeah. Over everyone else. Um I I ended up like getting so I was doing radio and I and I just stopped doing radio last year actually. Oh, okay. Um So you're doing it through the pandemic and stuff yeah, too. Yeah, I was I so crazy shit, man. Like on the radio stuff, I ended up becoming a night jock. Mm. So I was talking on the radio six nights a week and it got to a point to where I was doing middays and doing mix show. Wow. Like what, was, what station? Uh, KUUU, U92, okay. 92.5. Well, they're Utah's beat now or the rhythm. I don't know what they're doing. I <laughs> Right. Once I left, I left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, um, I'm not turning that station on. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> XM. Got um, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I ended up, as, as all this is happening, I ended up, uh, Sky got built. And I believe Sky opened up in 2015, 2016. I, I don't, I, sh- I should know these things. <laughs> Maybe it was 2014. I, I should really know right. these things. That's a while ago though. Yeah. And um, they were kind of doing whatever. And then Saturday nights, they, they it was like, all right, it's going to be our open format night. And I waited and waited and waited. And then finally, I, I had an opportunity through this guy. His name is Ian, Ian Hiscock. And he's still, he's still with us, but he, he works for a partner company called V2 Presents, and they bring all our big EDM acts, all okay. of them. Um, Got it. Like they do this big music festival, uh, Das Energy, which oh, is I've like a big, yeah, it's huge, yeah, massive. Um, but at the time, he was like their their booker. Okay, so it was like yo, and like we had known each other through mutuals. So he was like yo, we're looking for like a, you know, a DJ to come in here and like warm up. So my very first set was actually this no like November like seven years ago. Oh, crazy! Like, wow. and I opened up for uh, her name is DJ Lux, um, and I started there, and I was opening like once a month, maybe once every other month, and then it kind of led into like twice a month. You know what I'm saying? It went, like once a month to like twice a month, and then yeah. like three times, <laughs> and then it's like, and eh, just. Plan on being here every Saturday <laughs> nice. type shit. You know what I'm saying? So like they got me out of my, um, out of, out of like the, the donkey tail spot, which there was nothing wrong with that spot. Right. Like, there, yeah, it was but just, sometimes you just, like you said, nothing lasts forever. Exactly. You know, and like you need to grow. You have to evolve. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. So I, I, I and was, sky, I mean, for people that don't know is the biggest nightclub in Salt Lake city. Yeah. And I mean, from, I mean, probably one of the most successful right I, yeah. I mean it seems like i follow you guys online and i see um all the people you book and mm-hmm. i mean it looks incredible and i go out there a lot i always mean to go but i'm yeah. doing I'm some other gigs bro. or yeah or something good. like i've been so close to be like oh i could go there but i was yeah. doing something else but but yeah it looks incredible yeah. and um just so people understand the scale of it you know and how big it is and yeah and i mean salt lake city is a big city so yeah yeah and we've you know we've got new owners and stuff now and like we'll get into that later okay but um yeah like being at sky and i was like the resident there every saturday for like and not you're and when they pulled you for every saturday you're saying they made you the main dj not the yeah. opener no i was saturday. the opener i never headlined oh it was like i never headlined. i didn't really like there was a few times i headlined but you, so when you were every saturday you mean they're booking some Exactly. Big act or whoever seemed yeah. appropriate to be booked on a Saturday night at yeah. the, that they think would have a draw. Like for the most part, it was open format DJs. Okay. Like it was always open format DJs unless they had like an act come through. And then they Got would it. have like 
like another bigger DJ in the city, and that shit always pissed me off. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, uh, but because you're like dudes. I'm opening for this person, I paid paid all these dudes, I yeah. did all this stuff, and just then. like mad, they're like, oh, we got so and so coming through. I'm like, all right, bet I'm ready, and they're like, ah, oh. <laughs> actually, <laughs> oh, we have so and so, and I'm like, damn. But yeah, I played like pretty much every Saturday wow. for like five years, really up until pandemic. Like that was like, hey, like you're our yeah. guy. And then pandemic hit and but I, I, I look back at that and I'm so grateful for it because like I'm around like the best DJs in the world. Like I'm 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 you know, opening for guys like you or you know what I'm saying, karma or fashion or, you know, Jersey or Angie V or whoever, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all these DJs who are playing like these really big rooms in like these other markets, I'm seeing how they're mixing like firsthand and like yeah. and just by like virtue of just being there, you know what I'm saying? Like you like I, I give Crooked like a lot of props because I I can honestly tell you I slam records because of Crooked. Yeah. <laughs> like not even trying to like take a style or anything, but it's just like I I see how it you know what I'm saying? Like Oh, hundred percent. I remember I remember seeing Mark Ronson like for DJ, and that was some of my first um, experiences with insanely impactful slamming of records. Bro, you like know what I mean? Man. Because I was so caught up in the West Coast vibe and the blending, and, the, yeah. and even I was coming from like rave culture and drum and bass, where everything was mixed together. Yeah, but even the mashups and the smoothness and and LA radio and radio, and and I wanted yeah. everything to be smooth and nobody to notice what was happening. Yeah. And then I get to go do these gigs with him, and I'm opening for him, and yeah. I would open and do what I think was you know at the time was mashups. I'm putting you know Pitbull over. Or bust a move like yeah. it's, I don't know what I'm doing and it's fun and and then he would get on and you know he could do all types of DJing but it was mm -hmm. the slamming of the records Man. and that New York thing that really stood out to me and just being able to do something else and then yeah. we're go oh my god and it was just like lose their mind and yeah. I know like and Crooked is another person that I've seen do that insanely successfully yeah. and you know just has that New York through his blood. As long yeah. as he lives in Vegas, you know, he's still a New York DJ yeah. to me, his style and, you know, yeah, Mark Ronson and just, you know, it's a New York, it's an East coast yeah. thing. And some people are better at it and some th than others, but yeah. it can have this insanely impactful thing. And same, that was when I started incorporating to my set and go, Oh, okay. I could do my style, do a couple of those drops do mm -hmm. other. And then it just makes you better you know yeah. and and smarter and you have new ways to techniques to dj with you know yeah. and that's the fun thing of listening to other djs you know I mean? even if you take one thing from them whether it's just one song yeah. or one style of mixing that then you can incorporate your own it's like yeah. it's huge like we're constantly always growing as djs and there's never an end it's like an infinite learning mm -hmm. process so yeah that's so cool to hear yeah man and like it karma right like i that, he was like a DJ resident. Karma. Yeah, DJ Karma. Come on. That's my guy. Unreal, dude. Like, <laughs> like, like he, because again, with that, the whole thing was when I was opening for Mark Ronson, I had one, I entered a contest for Rockstar Energy Drink. Uh -huh. This is kind of how I got my big break. And yeah. I, and I sent a mix in and Mark Ronson was the judge. It was a 30 minute mix. They yeah. ended up picking me. I get to go on tour with him and do all this stuff. And a couple of the, the prize was sort of like opening for him in these different cities. Mm -hmm. And 
funny enough, this conversation was that we would play a tangerine in Vegas. Yeah. And Karma opened for me. Yeah. Karma was the main opener. So yeah. he would open and close. I did like an hour set. Then Mark Ronson would do his main like headliner set. Then Karma goes back on. Yeah. And that was my first. And this was maybe 2006, you know, yeah. 2007. This is before you were even DJing. Yeah. And I remember seeing <laughs> Karma and just, holy shit. I was like intimidated and impressed, you know, because I was just like, what the hell? Like, like I love scratching. I love blending and I'm very confident in my skills, but Oh my God, this guy, he seemed like he had an unlimited amount of music and he could scratch so good and he could read the crowd so good. And he could, he was doing everything. It was like amazing. So mad props to karma. Like, yeah, it was like, I learned so much about the open and closing thing just from watching him, you know, and just from those few times. And, and then I would see him through Vegas through the times and he's just, He's so good. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> you know? That's my brother. Like, over everything. We talk, like, every day. That's my Oh, boy. great. Like, All right. Well, tell him I said what up. I, yeah. I got endless, you know, respect for him. Yeah. But it just, being in that room, like, really, I feel like, shaped me. And just being there and just sitting behind and just watching. Yeah. Really shaped, like, my DJ career, that and, like, radio. Because it just, I'm not afraid to take risks now. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's, it's, there was just so much that I've just learned just from being at Sky that it's like, damn, like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's really a blessing. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. being around the other D, cause, and that's the other thing. Everyone's like, oh, you, as the opener, you sit and listen to the headliner, you learn a lot. And like, yeah. I'm saying I was the headliner and I would learn so much from the openers a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember being in Miami and hearing conflict and being mm-hmm. like, he opened for me and I'm like, this guy's insane. And then I play and then he gets back on and just like, then his second set was insane. And like, I learned so much from it. Yeah. And I was just, you know, it's just like you can we can all learn from each other no matter what, Absolutely. you know, so that's why it's fun seeing everyone from Tiesto Cascade to mm-hmm. someone I've never heard of mm-hmm. that just started. And I could take just as much, probably more a lot of times from the openers, you know, mm-hmm. because they have th- th- nothing propelling them like the name of the, you know, the big famous person, you know, yeah. they're just relying purely on their skills and killing it with the crowd. So yeah. it's fun. I love hearing other DJs, you know, and like yeah. being in Vegas late night and just hearing stuff like, damn, this, I don't even know who this is and they're killing it. Yeah. So that, that's a good point. That's a cool, that's a cool thing. Yeah, man. So, so the pandemic, basically you, you did your residency up till the pandemic at sky. Mm-hmm. Obviously the pandemic was an insanely hard time for all of us and insanely, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, a time that changed the course of a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. taught us to understand that, uh, money wasn't going to come in uh, infinitely and that gigs could disappear in a millisecond Man. and our whole life could stop. Man. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. Like what are some of the things that you took from that or, or what happened when it stopped? Like um, because you weren't doing the bookings at sky at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. I was not. And now you're in the position where that's what you're doing. And yeah. I know even that has been evolution. Right. Of, yeah. And what you said with the new owners. Yeah. So yeah. What happened? Like, Everything stops, and then what did you end up doing during the pandemic? So, literally 2018 or so, I had, I bought Ableton, like the intro version. Um, and I, I kind of started, like, messing around with it because I'm like, all right, I want to get into producing. I want to yeah. make my own mashups or, you know, yeah. I want to be able to sound different. Right. Like, do my own thing. Yeah. Also, those edits you made for that Ama piano party yeah. uh, were dope. I listened Thank to you. them on your Instagram. Thank you. And Thank that you. party looked cool. Yeah, we'll get to that too. Yeah. <laughs> that, what's the other June? Uh, yeah, yeah, DJ June. 
uh, he's dope. I actually, you know, no offense, June. I hadn't heard of him before yeah. till maybe a couple months ago. I saw someone post some. Oh, Amy Robbins posted. Yeah. Yeah. On her story. And he was doing, what was it? Utah jazz. Mm-hmm. He's and, a DJ for the jazz. But like, he's so different. Man. And I loved it. It was yeah. crazy. Just from her little clips. She, he's playing like, like music that makes you feel something like he was playing like afro beats but like a trumpet solo like something that i think a dj most djs would be afraid to play you have yeah. to have confidence just from my little clip i'm like this dude has confidence to be in the middle of this arena and playing stuff that people don't really know yeah. but if you do listen to it it made you feel good and it was really good music and it was perfect for the place and time yeah but it was very different from any yeah. sports dj i've ever heard so Jeez. uh i started following him immediately and oh, then i yeah. saw you post and i'm like oh this i gotta meet this person you yeah. know yeah he's cool next time you're in Salt Lake, yeah i'd love sure, to like, we all link up but june is june is very much like we'll talk about the i'm piano thing. yeah so like sorry no 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 <laughs> so bro. you got to, i didn't mean to throw you off 2018 you got ableton oh okay okay <laughs> so yeah 2018 i got ableton and i was just kind of messing around making edits yeah. or whatever um and then a pandemic hit obviously and then uh, i was just inside like yeah. we all were yes but i said I, I made a goal to just like i'm going to learn ableton like nice. and i'm still learning it to this day right yeah like it's a it's a never end i feel like i've never scratched the surface yeah but it's like i made it a goal to like i'm going to learn ableton i'm going to become like, yeah this is going to be something that even if i like i don't become like an established producer or something like that like I want to at least be fluent in it. I want to know how to, the ins and outs of it and like yeah. work it. So like that was pretty much what I did. Like I tried the streaming thing, didn't really stream too much. Mm-hmm. You know, like my focus was because I was also still doing radio. Yeah. So um, I right. Some DJs had jobs still yeah. like that at least. You know. So and it, it and it was cool because like I uh, I would literally go in, record my show, and leave. Oh, so okay. like it wasn't like anything crazy. Right. Um. But really, all I did during pandemic was Ableton. Oh wow! And just kind of like I, I messed. Like I said, I, I messed around with streaming a little bit, but it wasn't like a oh I, yeah. But it was a time for everybody yeah. to find what they want to do. Other some people completely stopped DJing. I mean, all kinds of things happen. Mm-hmm. So as we were coming out of the pandemic, the guy who was um, who was doing the bookings at Sky, he got a he got another job. Um, he was just tired of nightlife and stuff. Shout right. out, shout out, Matt. Like, well, Matt there was Williams. no one to book, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's no one to book. <laughs> but um, this guy, Matt Williams, he's like single handedly like responsible for like where I am now, like dead ass. Like, would not be in this room had it not been for him. Like, wow. being, like yo, like you're shout out to Matt Williams. Literally, what up? <laughs> that's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was like, yeah, yep. we're, um, Bang should be the guy. He knows all the connections, and I had built. All the connections. As the booker. Yeah. Like okay. he should be the booker for like our our, our Fridays and Saturdays. Right. Because our uh, promoter, our EDM promoter, V2, they do Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. So I took over booking our Fridays and Saturdays. And Fridays were just are always kind of like our rental days. But Saturdays were like, all right, we're going to do our traveling days. Yeah. Um, but during the pandemic, we built, uh, we that's when we built out our rooftop. Oh, like okay. The owner at the time, he was like, oh, I'm going to build out the rooftop, da, 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 da. And. Um, that got built. So we reopened in 2021. Yeah, it was 2021, like May of 2021. Right. We were like the last venue to open in Salt Lake City because we're, we're the biggest yeah. and we can't like really hide under the radar. Like, yeah. So like some of the other spots. Right. Um, yeah. I think during pandemic, like low key, like Salt Lake was probably shut down like a whole four months. Oh, like, really? 
D days were probably out of work for like three or four months. Here was like were three years. Nah, bro. Like, <laughs> I felt like the first thing I went back was like the Super Bowl or something. Yeah. It was like years later. Like, yeah, we were. It was hard here. You know, I'm yeah. sure you could go downtown to some weird shady after hours, but yeah. like besides that. There was nothing going on because all the spotlights on here, you mm-hmm. know, here and places like New York and mm-hmm. whatever. So, but Utah is also a red state too. Mm, so true. it was very much a. It's we not don't real. believe this shit. We don't believe it. Open yeah. like one club owner actually sued the health department because they were trying to keep him shut down, and he was like, "I'll shut down, but like, right. are y'all gonna like pay my bills?" Type yeah. shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. no aid for these businesses. I know, but um, no. So I. I Took over booking in 2021, and then May of 2022 was when uh, the new ownership came in. Okay, and, um, I you know I'd been there, and uh, they had hired me, and well, they had like set me down. I was like, listen, um, this is happening. Uh, we want you on the team, you know, to like kind of like talent buy for us, and yeah. Focus primarily on like hip hop, R and B, and like electronic stuff. Cool. And um, that's kind of like where I am, like right now, like up uh, up to that point. Like, and at this time, I was still doing radio, and radio was radio was good, but like we had owners, and I myself and Erocalypse didn't really like agree mm-hmm. with the direction they were want to take. Like, they wanted to take it. It's like you have two of the biggest DJs in the state programming your radio station. You don't want to listen to us. Right. But, you know, you have, like, 75, 80-year-old, like, dudes, yeah, you know, trying to tell you right what's hot and, like, what's not. And it's like, listen, I understand, like, the rating system you guys use or whatever and all that other stuff. But, like, it's not what's happening with your listeners. I can tell you firsthand what's happening with your right. listeners. Like, what people – I get paid to do, I get paid to do yeah. this. Like I'm traveling to these different markets. I'm doing all these different things. I get paid to know what people like to listen to. I'm not saying I'm right. Yeah. But I'm also saying like people don't want to hear hip hop hooray. <laughs> <laughs> all really? the time, all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like six There's times only a day. So much, hey, ho, exactly. You, do, you know. <laughs> so like it, it kind of like there was an opportunity for me to like, for me to leave radio, but then jump into a better situation. Great. And so I left radio in May of 2022, and like been doing like the talent buying and uh, and DJ stuff ever since. And it's it's been it's been cool. Nice. So yeah, it's been about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow. I mean, there's so much to dig in for that. Like, like what, um, and so as far as the talent buying, like, do you, cause you know, you said you had the deal with V2, so they handle that stuff. Yeah. Do you guys have any deals with other companies that sort of like supply you with the booking things or you book off either their rosters or like a live nation type thing, or Mm -hmm. you just fully like, I'm figuring it out, you know, myself. So we're, so live night events, l presents is our company okay. and we communicate directly with agencies. Okay. So, um, like live nation is technically a competitor, but like we also will, it's called co-pro. So like we'll go half on events with them at not necessarily at sky, but at some of our other venues, like oh. sky is just one of our venues. Like we're a whole restaurant group. Oh, um, okay. We have restaurants, we have Soundwell, which is our 600 cap sky is our nine, 900 cap. And then we just last year opened up a, like a festival style venue called Granary Live, which is like 6,000 people. Whoa. Outside? Yeah, outside. So we kicked off Don Tolliver's tour this year. 
Damn. at our video. Six thousand people. Yeah, That's and, insane. Yeah, we had we had about four thousand, five thousand people there for Don Tolliver. It was insane. I gotta come check that out. That's I'll show insane. you videos. Yeah, please. I'll show you videos. Where is it? Like in the middle of the city or yeah, something? Yeah, so it's in the so Salt Lake is in this really big growth spurt right now. Yeah. And like the city is like really going all in on like the city. One thing that I right, love. I got booked. I got paid by like the city to do a few gigs before. Like yeah. they flew me to open. I feel like I, I don't know what happened, but I've done a few gigs where it was like the money came from the city or I opened yeah. for Bone Thugs and Harmony, like at some massive, it was like a festival. Like yeah. there was thousands of people. Yeah. I didn't know what I was coming to. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And, and like, they said, oh yeah, the city's putting this on. It was like mm-hmm. a Salt Lake City festival or something. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what, that's one thing I love about Utah is like everybody is so like, local centric like no no matter like what you believe in mm-hmm. all the money is staying in salt lake city right which i think is why like we didn't like you didn't see a lot of businesses closing downtown because and even right. if you like go downtown like right now you don't see that many chains down like food chains or any sort of like big chains downtown they're all kind of like out ah. it's like a jimmy john's or some shit right but like That's jimmy john's are like everywhere i didn't notice that yeah but like the city is just basically you know, revitalizing right. even downtown. Park City. I guess there's like a Burger King that's been there forever. Yeah. Besides that, it's a what lot of like see? mom and pop things and Harvest and like mm-hmm. random spots that are just like, oh, this is cool. This is cool and very mm-hmm. like community city oriented and stuff. Yeah. You're right. But I didn't like think about it like years. that, but it's, it's late at night. There's nowhere to eat. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that part. That part. Um, Gotta go to that Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, that Seven Eleven right there. On, you know exactly. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, that's Sundance life. You know, yeah, I'm already like I'm I'm trying to find a place to rent right now for uh, my son for for January. Mm-hmm. I was like trying to hit up the person I rented last year, and it's like out of commission on Airbnb. So I'm like, I was hitting up people yesterday, like, okay, if you know anyone that wants to rent a spot, um, have you talked to Seth yet? Uh, no, I'll hit him up. Okay, but usually he's the best. I mean, I yeah, love Seth. Shout to Seth downtown. Yeah. I mean, uh, downtown down <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> legendary spot in uh, park city but yeah. yeah that's you know for people who don't know what i'm talking about i i dj sundance film festival a lot up there and mm-hmm. we got to hang remember yeah. uh, that was this year was weirdly it? enough it well year. january I it mean, was because angie v was there yeah remember i got yeah. videos and pictures of us in tow like watching i don't know who was the, the chain smokers or what was happening or oh, ruckus or man. i don't know who was playing lights were out that mel de barge yeah or yeah what was that i mean a lot happened those couple What's nights <laughs> yeah oh, right wow um, that was fun so yeah sundance film festival is up in park city which is you fly to salt lake city and you take like a 45 minute car up to park city and then it's just insane this little town where everybody's crammed in there and mm-hmm. tau does a night and everybody does these big nights and yeah all that but um so yeah we um they, they they brought me on and we we have all these different venues. Oh, I'll talk yeah. about downtown, but so the oh, city yeah. is just investing in downtown. Like right. there's built there's cranes everywhere. Like wow. there's and we happened to they were like, yo, like we're building out this district called the Granary District, which is like this industrial district. So okay. um and the owners, Joe, Yvonne, and Brian, they can tell you more about it. Because mm-hmm. I'm you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm a talent. <laughs> that that's right. way that's above my pay grade. I'm here, yeah, I they're get here. It. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't need you focusing on that. Exactly. Right. So um yeah, so we we opened up that, but you know, it's the year and a half, it it's been cool, right? Like yeah. it's it's we deal directly with agencies and that's just been like a growing like pain in itself. Oh really? You're trying to figure out who to deal with. You mean yeah. as far as which agencies are 
solid or not. Well, no, not even so much as that, man. Yeah. Just like picking talent. It's just right. like it's because and, and just convincing people that there's culture in Utah. <laughs> like it just convincing people that like, hey, it's gonna be okay. Right. Come to Salt Lake. Like right. you're going to have a good time. There is <laughs> nightlife here. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um they're like, what are you bringing me, man? Yeah, it's like, don't worry, you're gonna be here. And like, we've had a really good run this year. Yeah, you know, we we we've we've had the game, we've had Brent Fires, we've had Dope. Neo, we've had uh, damn, we've had Juicy J. That was one of my favorite ones. Really? Yeah, because he's he did all the hits. Yeah, like, and like he drove from Vegas. I guess he doesn't fly, so he drove really? all the way from Vegas. So he did Dre's earlier that day, <laughs> and then drove to Salt Lake. And shit was crazy. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and did the show and then like left right after. Crazy. Yeah. Um we we've got Saucy Santana this weekend, T Grizzly on the way, and then Diesel as well. Um Diesel Shaq. Like Shaq, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you have to get a special booth for that? Literally no. <laughs> <laughs> like how you have to get two tables on top of each other? Like what's the rider for Shaq? For real. So what's what's funny is so our booth is already up on stage decking. And I think what we'll have to do is get it's like it's on stage decking, but then like the step to like see it is on a is on a lower stage deck. So right. I think I'm just gonna have to DJ on the steps to it that night. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> a ladder or a ladder, <laughs> a fireman for real. <laughs> you should get a fire truck. <laughs> it raises you up. <laughs> a scissor lift. Um, That's great. But it, it's it's been like a growing pain, just you know, trying to get to know people and hey, like. This is happening here in Utah yeah. or like, you know, how how can we make this happen? And it, the biggest thing about Utah is people are late ticket buyers. People oh. are late ticket buyers, especially for hip hop and R&B. And the reason why. Yeah, why? It's because in the past, these tours announce and they pull them down because of low ticket sales. Oh. But people don't buy tickets because these shows always go away. They wait to the last minute. Uh, like there was one show, I think we walked up like 250, 300 tickets. Wow. Just like walked up like, oh, it's happening. We're going to go. <laughs> like, wow, that's crazy. I mean, that's hard because of course the agents and all the people on the back end, they know what things are supposed to look like and patterns that are leading to shows exactly. that will not do good. And that's what it looks like. But exactly. if you know your own market and what it can be like, mm -hmm. then you're like, I promise it'll be okay. Mm -hmm. But it's a it's a risk on their yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah, big risk, but yeah. it's been you know it's been paying off, and like yeah. agents are starting to see it, and like people are enjoying it, and we have a really good team, man. Like from like our talent buying team all the way down to like our like our management, our venue, like our venue team, our security team, like everybody is like on the same page. Like we have some of the best sound and lighting people in the city, bro, and like we have these two young guys, like Johnny and and uh, and Ben. Like these guys are. <laughs> Like it's so funny because like I'll be DJing and then I, I'm looking up and I'm seeing them having just as much fun as I am because you know great. DJing like DJing is fifty percent of the night the other fifty percent is like the lighting and yeah. the video oh like, yeah if your lighting guy or your video guys aren't on like on on cue with the drop it I mean, like you know happened what I'm saying? to me Friday uh, Saturday night. I was like up there. They're like, make sure you do your drop at twelve thirty. Yeah, and and da, 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 we got this, and then we we're gonna do this and all these things. I'm like, all right. So like I 
did it perfectly. Yeah. And I dropped right at 1230 and it was still like bright lights and like nothing happened and the Bro. cryo didn't go off and the, the confetti didn't come down and even the lights didn't change and the screens didn't have the stuff. And I looked at the sound guy and I go, yo, what happened? Yeah. Did they miss the drop? And he goes, yeah, they, they missed it. And I go, okay. Yeah. So then I just went in my head and I was like, I have another song that I know has a crazy thing. So I'm yeah. just going to act like it's on purpose. And so I mixed quickly out of the first one into the second one again, and they went crazy again. And then yeah. when that dropped, it all came down. So it, I made it work because yeah. I knew what was happening. I knew they were probably up there like, shit, shit. what are we going to do? Yeah. But then it all worked out. But yeah. it's funny. You could see the big difference of the people like, yo, I was like, yo, I'm DJ Spider. I'm on the mic. Yeah. I'm like trying to hype him up. And then I go, boom. And then it was like, cool. Like it was good, but it was like without all the stuff, it felt, yeah, a bit like, you know, and yeah. then when I did the thing, it was like, here we go. You know, I'm yeah. like, now I've got my GoPro video and it looks cool, but yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a massive part of the night. I mean, yeah. at this point it's becoming more and more, there's groups that I don't want to like say their names mm -hmm. because I don't know too much about all of them, but I feel like there's becoming a thing where people are coming to certain shows for just the visuals. Mm -hmm. And I could not tell you what the songs these people make, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I can tell you what their visual is. I know mm -hmm. they have that person that looks like that and then films the crowd and does the hands and the thing mm -hmm. attaches to the head and they need a screen that's this high. And, mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, it's almost like when they used to have like laser shows and pay a, play a Pink Floyd album, mm -hmm. you know, it was yeah. like, it was just people were coming for that part of it. Not yeah. even the DJ part, you yeah. know? So it is a, uh, both sides. Yeah, I get what you're like saying. Linear, That's cool to see that they're having, you know, man. Johnny and Ben, yeah, yeah, that yeah, they're yeah, having yeah. that much fun up there. And yeah. um, it really means a lot to have people that are passionate about their jobs, no matter what it is, you know, yeah. it will change things to the next level. So that's, that's cool to hear. Yeah. And it's, you know, like our VIP team kills it, you know, our management kills it. Like literally it's a fun place to work. So like when artists come, you know, they have a great time. Yeah. Like our our artist liaison, our artist liaison, Jake, it's fucking hilarious. Like this yeah. dude, <laughs> like we have a we have a vehicle that we pick people up in, and like you guys, Bella, about this, he yeah. picked her up, blasting hardstyle. This man loves hardstyle, just <laughs> like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> windows down in a cowboy hat. But that's Jake. <laughs> like, like we're definitely more of like a family over there. Yeah, and it just makes it like you know. Artists and even like the bigger artists, like they see that when they come through, yeah, you know, they're like, oh shit, like there's something here in Salt Lake. So it's it's been a growing pain for sure, but it's also like worth it. Yeah, very cool. And and what is it like being? Um, you're somebody that I feel like is man of the people, you know, like, yeah. or near and your homies with everybody, you know, yeah. you know, everybody in the DJ world, you're yeah. a dope DJ yourself. You. I feel like everybody in, in our kind of circle, like yeah. knows and respects each other. Um, but not everybody is in charge of doing the booking of a club man. and also Ooh. homies with all the people. Yeah. So like, what's that like? Like, do you, is it hard to be on that side of things? Um, and to think objectively and to also tell people the truth yeah. of that you can't book them or yeah. that you can, or that they not getting booked back or I don't know what, yeah. what are some of the obstacles you've run into on that front? You know, it's really tough. Yeah. It's really I'm tough. Sure. Like even like, cause I, I help book like an, another spot in like Boise. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, I've had to like fire homies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like a, I'm a two strike person. Okay. First That's strike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like first yeah. strike. All right, bet. What happened? Right. You know what I'm saying? Get get all the details. Yeah. You were too fucked up. Don't get fucked up again. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> like don't get fucked up again. Right. You know. Um. But even 
like for for example, like with Sky, right? Like people are it's very the unfortunate thing that I'm learning just seeing about nightlife is like people I feel like don't really care too much about who's DJing. Right. Like they care, but like unless you're an artist, you know, unless yeah. you're like Tiesto, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's very rare. No one's coming to see Bangerang. Like people might you know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. You know, yes. like it's like Yeah. A lot of times our DJ it's more of the uh, I guess more of our purpose is to be able to be super professional, keep the club going, keep everything and just be able to handle any situation that exactly. happens, keep people there, keep yes. people spending and work with the other artists that are there. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it of why someone would be a professional in that thing. And it's mm-hmm. not always necessarily, oh, they made that dope edit yeah. or they did that cool mix together or whatever. Yeah. So it's like. And not that you shouldn't do that. It all goes part of it. Yeah, but like. Keep doing that shit. Yeah. Keep doing it, please. And we're, you know, adding to the culture and being a dope DJ means a lot and that yeah. will get you somewhere. But I think that there's different things that go into it and it's evolved over time. And now it's a very ticket sales based thing where mm-hmm. that's why they want artists or the guy from Vanderpump rules can yeah. have residencies and bring in people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, whatever. And I'm not even saying that's bad. I'm just saying it's, that's where we are. You yeah. Know, as a, Correct. And it's like, I've like, so like one thing we've like kind of reverted back to, is just like, we only have like at sky, like four or five residents that mm-hmm. we wrote, that we rotate through from out of town, from out of uh-huh. shit, maybe three or four from out of town. Okay. But like the rest are like locals. Right. And it's like, the reason why we do that is because like, these are people who've been playing the room for a long time. Mm-hmm. So like, they know the room, like they, they know it. So like, I'm just honest with people. It's like, yo, like, Every year I create a list of DJs of who I want and then I send it to the the ownership group. I'm like, yo, this person's doing this, this person's doing this, this person's doing this. Right. It'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the ownership would be like, okay, cool. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like my job is to like, and radio taught me this, like working within like your your circle of concern. Like, oh, interesting. I, like there's so many people I want to put, but like if the owner's saying this is your, this is your circle of concern. And this is my sandbox. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have to play within this sandbox. Yeah. So like if, you know what I'm saying, Joey and Vaughn are like, you know, we don't want this person. You know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing personal against that person. Right. It's just that like maybe they have a relationship with this person or maybe this person like has relationships out here and like yeah. has people who comes and sees them. Right. You know, or they just have been coming to Salt Lake for so long that they just know the room. Yeah. Like it's. You know, it, it's like the thing about it, and and I'm, and I'm sure you've seen it in your travels. Like DJing has just become so accessible now. Yeah, that it's like that the allure of like, oh, like I like this DJ is doper than the other DJ is like, yeah, that may be true, but at the same time, like the pool of I feel like the pool of dope DJs has expanded. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So like. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going with this. Right. So it's no, like, well, you're just saying for your bookings and dealing with people that are in, in your circle, but not in your circle of concern. Yeah. <laughs> but in your circle of like, Oh, th- this would be a dope DJ to have mm-hmm. in, but like you can't do it or, yeah. you know, like, and that, yes, there's dope DJs all over the place. Like I've noticed it too. Like when I used to start traveling in 2006, yeah. 2007, I was one of the only DJs and we would, there was like, 
like the opening DJs are like, how do you have this stuff? What are you doing? Like we're all learning. Yeah. Like now there's beat source, there's DJ yeah. city, there's all these things. Everyone has access to everything. Also, you can learn much faster. You can yeah. watch, there was no YouTube. Like I had to, I didn't have any DJ friends either. I had mm -hmm. to meet Steve wonder and we'd be like, what do you do? I do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a, just a different world. That, yeah. I, mean, I think that's what you're getting at with it. Right. Yeah. Like it is a different world. So like everybody can be like, everybody has the ability to, to be a dope DJ, yeah. right? And like, it's up to you to like, if, if you want to like push it that far, but it's like, you know, I have a lot of younger guys and, and girls who are like, yo, how do I get into these rooms? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, yo, you got to come and you actually got to see, like, I'm not, I'm not going to, and this is like not shade towards anybody who like plays yeah. primarily on a controller. Right. But right. like, I don't like if I don't book controller DJs who have been DJing for like three or four years, like I just, I won't do that. Yeah. And the reason why is because like, I would rather have an established veteran. Like I, that's great. You can bring 20, 30 people and play for your friends. Yeah. I, I don't care about that. Like, that's great. Yeah. I want the DJ who's going to be able to play for Martha who's celebrating her birthday, but then play, but then play for Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Who just got a raise over here, who has this table over here, yeah. but also keep general admission. Right. You know, and somebody who's been DJing for four or five years, you're not going to, you're, there's no way in hell you're going to know how to do that. Yeah. It's, you've been doing this long enough to where you know that like right. it, a night can change like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that. So it's like, it's, it's like when I, when it comes to like me and like the DJs I look for and just how I even decided, I, for me, it's an experience thing. I don't mm -hmm. care if you've got 2000 followers or 2000 followers or 20,000 followers. Like right. is the manager going to call me? Like my manager, like Max, our manager at Sky, he's no, this man will hotline me. <laughs> like in the I'm, middle of the night. Yeah. And I'm like mid set. <laughs> oh Yo, God. who the fuck is this? And like, I get it. Cause he's trying to keep VIPs happy. So like, yeah. it's, it's like, it's like made us like a little bit more meticulous, but this is also why like my like list of DJs who I book is like, it's slim. Yeah. And it's because like, once again, I'm not going to have any problems with these guys. Yeah. You know, and like I'll try other people out and like some of the other venues I work at, you know, out of state or whatnot, but it's just like, it's, it's hard. You can't make everybody happy, yeah. you know, but like it, it is what it is. And like, if you're just honest with people, I found like it's, that's the best thing. Yeah. I've also like, um, it's also kind of shifted my perspective too, because now I used to be frustrated when I would reach out to venues and be like, I'm doing all this dope stuff here. But I'm not even getting an email back or they're like, oh, we're not interested or da, 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 da. And I'm just like, man, like, why don't y'all want to fuck with me? Like, I'm cool. Right. But from a talent buyer's perspective, I'm like, I get it. Now. Yeah. Now you have a better understanding. It makes of it. sense. You yeah. know, and like, I'm not, and there's nothing wrong with gigs. There's nothing wrong with gig swapping. I'm just not big on that. Right. You know? No, I don't think that's a, that's not a longevity. That's not a way to keep a, a long career. It, it's a, it's a, it's a hopping you know like lily pad hop thing yeah. like you, you could you maybe you go straight forward with that you're not going up by exactly. the gig swap you know like and it's fun if you want to go dj in boise or wherever yeah. you know what i mean or yeah. or anywhere but but it's not a something that could lead to a long career exactly yeah i exactly. agree i've always said that since the beginning because i remember when gig swapping even started you know yeah. and there was even booking agents in the beginning that were like give me a well, I'm sure they still do it. But oh, yeah, it's still give me probably. give me money on the like I'm gonna get you this much, and then you give me this much on the back end. And I remember yeah. people would offer me that. I was like, hell no! Like, yeah. what is the purpose of that? I want to be booked for my rate for for because they want me there. Yeah. This is never going to end well, yeah. you know. And it never did. Those clubs went out of business. Those people are not in the business anymore. None right. of those people are around anymore. Right. 
And like There's people who still do it And it's like That's cool Yeah like, yeah Like handle yeah. that shit Like if that's how you do business right. That's how you and do business And there's ways you could use it In different ways But I just think If you base your whole thing off that It's not gonna Like where's the want To me it's like Where's the want to get better Yeah You know like Like you said I wanna be booked Because like I'm bangering And I'm dope Yeah You know I know how to like Rock a room I know how to keep a room I like have edits And shit like that But also understand that like You know like I wanna be a good fit For your room Versus yeah. like all right, I'm getting you here in Salt Lake. Right. Come get me in Colorado or some shit like that. Right. But yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's not the best way to go about things. You know, sure. it's cool if you want to get experience and different things and there's ways to utilize it. But yeah, I don't think if you base your whole thing off it and then post on social media, oh, I'm here, there, like yeah. you're not really in those places because the people want you there necessarily, exactly. you know? Exactly. And maybe it'll lead to something else, but who More knows? Often than not, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true um man so crazy and so and what are some other stories or obstacles or good things or things you've learned from being the booker on that side maybe not necessarily with the open format djs but yeah. with with anything because like you said you're booking big acts and yeah. and you even mentioned tonight like we're in la and you yeah. came here you're gonna go out to a club and check someone out that yeah. potentially could be someone and you're talking to an agency who's bringing you to this place and so yeah. that that's pretty cool yeah and um yeah like what what is all that like or what are different obstacles or like i mean like i good said things you've learned it's i mean it patience and just following up one thing okay. i've always like i've and i've had to change this about myself i've always been like an ask twice person that's not the case <laughs> sometimes yeah. you gotta ask three four five Ten you know what i'm times. saying like i know it's so hard me too like i sometimes if i don't get it one time or two times i'm like i'm done yeah. you know but you do have to just keep going and people forget. And even yeah. with me, like, I'll be like, oh my God, I forgot to, you know, like, yeah. you don't know. We all have so many things going on in our life. And I think when you're the DJ, you're the main character of your own movie, but you're not yeah. the main character of anybody in, else's anybody. movie. So <laughs> just realize that these people ha are their own main character and they got all the other side characters and people yelling at them. Yeah. You're on the outside. You know what I mean? And maybe in your world, you're the biggest and your mom thinks you're really cool. Yeah. But like, besides that, like, you have to keep pushing, you know, yeah. even the biggest people, they're going to forget songs they put out or, you know, famous people mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, to go back to what you're saying with the bookings where someone didn't like someone or did like someone, I talk to DJs all the time. Like, why do you think I'm not getting booked there again? You know? And I'm like, I don't think you should take it so personally. Yeah. It, it could be an endless, an endless list of things of why you're not booked there. And it could have nothing to do with your DJ set or who you are. You know what I mean? You're taking it so personal, mm -hmm. you know? So there's a lot of other factors that you have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why I've had to learn that too over time, but you just, just to really try not to take it personal, you know, mm -hmm. it's hard, but, yeah. um, yeah, that's like a big thing within it, right? Yeah, man. It, that, that's been a big thing. And it's also just cool to learn another, like, tool in yeah. this industry. Like, George Clooney had this quote, and he was like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but, like, you should know everything in your in your specific industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know DJing. I know radio. Like, I'm learning production, and now I'm learning talent buying. Like, I want to, yeah. like, be, like— I want to learn as much as I can about this industry as possible. Right. I'm, I'm 32. I'll be 33 in January. And yeah. it's like, all right, bet. Am I going to DJ for a longer period of time? Or who knows? Maybe I can get a job talent buying in like a bigger market. Yeah. And like do some shit there. You know, right. like there's so many, like by learning this, there's so many more opportunities. I don't know that Salt Lake is my last stop. I know Salt Lake is growing. Yeah. But I also know that like 
I've always wanted to like to live in like Vegas or San Diego or Scottsdale. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or even at, ah, maybe not LA. It's too many people out here. <laughs> Way too many people come out visit here. us. <laughs> yeah, I'll come visit you guys. But like, there's always been like a want to just explore more. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, as you've shown through this whole story, man, like the experience is like a chain link, you know, it's yeah. all, it just keeps linking on linking on yeah. and it doesn't go away. Yeah. It, it, it's solid. And like, you've gotten to this point and now all that stuff you've built up can get you to those next points. And yeah, it's not like you. you're going to lose out on that. Like every single thing leads to a new thing, you know? Yeah. And you also never know the thing that you thought was the best thing that then you missed out on and now your life's ruined. And the thing you thought was the worst thing that they ended up doing, it could be the opposite. The best thing could have led to the worst thing and the worst thing could lead to the best thing. So yeah. it's important to just try to be level-headed and, and just put in the work and yeah. try to also take a step back and realize why you're doing this, get check in with your happiness and yeah. your, your drive and what you're doing and notice if you're kind of getting drunk all the time or whatever. Yeah. Like you mentioned to me, you're like, <laughs> I was like, Hey, you know, we have drinks in the fridge here. You yeah. want a white cloud? You're like, I'm going sober. You're like, yeah. we've been on a tear since August and so me and my friends are going sober. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> a, I mean, yo, so many episodes lately, people have been talking about their sober journeys and the different yeah. reasons why and what it's led to. And I, I don't, I'm not sober. So mm. I'm not like say, but yeah. I'm also not like insane drinker, but, yeah. um, but I know that yeah, I think it's important, you know, to, to check in with yourself in this Absolutely. world, you know, with the mental health and, you know, it's a buzzword, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. And with the alcohol and with the whatever you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. right. So, yeah. I mean, what, how, how did it lead to you going, being sober for whatever you said, 60 days? You're yeah. Doing? So okay. That's a good goal. In, yeah. Like what, my birthday's in January and okay. then we're going to, the plan is we're, we actually just booked the Airbnb today. Okay. And like five or six of the homies are going to go to Scottsdale and just. Go crazy that night. Yeah, we're gonna turn we're gonna turn our phones off that weekend. Okay, um, don't but, get arrested or anything. <laughs> for real, <laughs> Scottsdale's but, crazy. Yeah, um, but we um, basically, man. When's like, your birthday? January what? January fifth. Okay. So I've had like within like the, the past like year, I've had like a lot of like personal stuff go down, like mm -hmm. a lot of personal stuff, and I haven't had like the best coping habits. I won't even lie to you, bro. Like it's been like learning a new job, you know. Um, dealing with like what I've been dealing with and stuff. It's, 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 it's been tough. Yeah. Um, and the way I've been handling it, it's just been like partying. Mm -hmm. And I had a spurt in there where I went like a, like a couple months sober. And then I, I was feeling great. I was getting shit done. But then slowly by like June, I started like drinking more. Yeah. July, August, we're drinking more. Right. September, it's fucking full sin. Right. <laughs> like, full sin life. And then, like, by Halloween, it's like, whoo. <laughs> um, and we just, like, I, I work out three to four times a week, and I, but I don't look like I work out three to four times a week. And I think a large part of that has to do with the fact that, like, you know, we're killing, like, a bottle of tequila every weekend. Right. You know, like, between, like, three of us, four of us, which is, it's not a lot, but it's a lot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you shouldn't be drinking like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it was just kind of like, yo, like, let's let's get healthy together. You know, like, I've also, like, in July, I, like, started therapy and been doing that, like, once a week. And it's been oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, man. Like, it's been, like, really cool for me, especially, and I I recommend it to everybody, you know. And so, so how did you, because it's so much talk about that and the, um, one thing that I notice is like, I guess that gets me wondering sometimes or for other people yeah. is like, people are like go to therapy, but like 
How do you take that first step to like yeah. find a therapist or do it? Like you're like in your house. I want to do it. Like where would somebody go to even start that process? Man, I just Googled therapist in Utah. Okay. And like literally, and you yeah. can like, my therapist actually lives in San Diego, but we do virtual sessions. Oh, okay. And like, because of my job, like I'm full time. So I, I have benefits. Yeah. So that like covers half of it. It's great. And it's like, you, you, you can literally just Google therapist and like, you can, um, like look out like I like for me I wanted an African American woman because I wanted someone I could relate to yeah. you know like give me like like that type of nurturing that I felt like I needed yeah right? totally and yeah. it's like I, I I met this woman and you know we like I said we talk once a week and um she's just like she the thing about therapy that's cool is I feel like as DJs just anybody in nightlife we tend to just get in our head about shit. Like mm-hmm. I used to thought that were I used to think there was something wrong with me because I just like to be alone. Mm-hmm. She's like, actually no, like that's it's probably that's healthy, normal. honestly. Yeah, she's some like, people hate to be alone. <laughs> no, nah, like bro, I love to like come home to my house, like it's quiet, clean. I have no kids, I have no pets, and just like be by myself. Yeah, Sit, like watch South Park with the subtitles on, put the volume off. Like <laughs> very quiet. Yeah, very quiet. Because we just like I talk all day. I'm on my phone, emails all day. Right. You know, go to the club. You know, what I'm saying on the weekends. It's yeah. you, we have to put like we have to put that face on it. Right. We could be having the shittiest day, but as soon as we step in that club, it's uh, yep. Um, that's why I like got this tattoo and shit because it's like the, the, oh, I like the that theater one. Like that's what that means. It's like we're we're like happy, but then it's. Yeah. Like no matter like what we're going through, like you have anyways. Right. And comedy tragedy. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just all together. And yeah. yeah. But we, um, yeah. Like therapy is like as simple as just Googling like therapist near me and just yeah. like finding someone. Like I use this website called Alma. There's another website called BetterHelp. Yeah. You know, like there's all these different resources out there. That's like, um, it, it can be pricey. You know, but like it's but it, but like you said, if people do have insurance, it is something that can be covered. Yeah, through that. it's something that can be covered through your insurance. And like for me, it's just been nice to have somebody to download to that's not related to me. Right. That I could be completely vulnerable to and be like, hey, am I crazy for thinking this? Am right. I like am I weird? for Exactly. Thinking if you this? talk to like, your family or close people or relationship people or wives, yeah. girlfriends, boyfriends, is that like. It's different. They yeah. can't be that objective person and they haven't been trained. I mean, there is these people go to school for this kind of stuff in the Correct. same way we're DJs yeah. and we know how to handle certain situations. Yeah. They, they're not just some person you're on Zoom with. They have trained a lot mm-hmm. and dealt with so many experiences and so many things, I think, to mm-hmm. be able to understand what they're dealing with and adapt the same way a DJ would to a, mm-hmm. a crazy room. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's been really like it's been really cool. That's like, great. It's really like kind of like leveled me out like emotionally and stuff like that. And like, I feel like it's transferred over to my DJ sets more because I'm able to like just focus. I'm not able to, I'm able to block out like bullshit and be like, nah, this is good. Yeah. I've handled this. Like for me, therapy has helped me just problem solve. Yeah. Like just like what she does is like, she'll at least, you know, in this situation in particular, like she'll talk you through problems. So you're coming up with the answer. Right. She, she's just asking questions that you normally wouldn't ask yourself in this situation. It's right. like, I'm unhappy, you know what I'm saying, with how this situation played out. Well, why are you unhappy about this situation? Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Okay, and then a follow-up question of that, and then a follow-up question of that. Three questions later, you've concluded why, and then you're able to move on to the next thing. It's crazy. Yeah. But, like, 10 out of 10, like, recommend that shit. For anybody who's going through, like, any sort of, like, depression, self-doubt, like, it's 
Yes. That's great. That's yeah, great dog. to hear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's inspirational. I know it's like taboo too. as shit to like talk about, but yeah. It is. It it was and is, but I think it's yeah. becoming more and more. And I think it's 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 important. You know, we had Brian Henry on here a few weeks ago and yeah. I mean he does so many amazing things in that space and beyond and just yeah. was like a lot of the stuff he was saying was very informative and and inspirational and yeah. you know just helping being able to help each other and even yeah. just things like this spreading the word it might inspire someone to to do that because you don't realize yeah the human brain's crazy you're tricking yourself yeah. non-stop you're stuck in these cycles non-stop yeah bro Especially even with djing and Man. all of it and it could probably can help you like you said in your relationships but also in your professional life and just yeah. being a dj which yeah. seems crazy but it's true yeah like it you know it going back to like the you know, not I haven't traveled that much this year. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's been like a yo, why don't these people fuck with me type thing? Da 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 da. And right. it's not that it's been hard to stay self motivated, but it can be hard to like when you feel like you're missing out on opportunities and whatnot, yeah. right? Um, but even she's just like, yo, like you need to stay self motivated. Like, you know, you're looking for validation by getting these gigs when like in reality, like your validation should be the fact that like you play with literally anyone who comes like any of the big artists who comes through Salt Lake. Like I only play right. the biggest and best rooms in, in Utah, you know, yeah. that's sky and downstairs. And like, I'll play a few other spots like London bell. Um, but outside of that, you won't see me anywhere else. And to me, that's a blessing. Yeah. That, like, you know, Seth wants me as his, I'm, I'm playing downstairs every weekend this month. It's oh, amazing. Know? But then also like opening for and playing with all these artists at sky, like, to, yeah, like that's good, you know. Right versus yeah. traveling. Yeah, I think it, at the end of the day, it's you versus you. Yeah, and yeah. you have to. You forget about a lot of the accomplishments and all the other things, and you have to kind of remind yourself. And mm -hmm. when you get in those moments that, like, it's not the person booking you or the other thing that needs to validate you or make yeah. you feel good or bad about yourself, you know, yeah. and the staying. If you really think about it, the self-motivation and doing stuff when nobody cared and no one fucked with you was what you got was what got you to where you are. Correct. So if you then switch it to like, okay, now I got here. Now I'm going to let everyone else motivate and validate me. Yeah. You're going to fall apart. You have Easy. to keep that same motivation yeah. and you have to keep that same curiosity and that yeah. same drive and that same love for it. And if you don't have it, then shift and pivot. Yeah. Um, but, but you're exactly, I think that's such a cool yeah. point and way to think about it. And yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. No, thanks man. I need Appreciate to go back it. to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Google. <laughs> now I've done it on and off here and there and tried different people. And, yeah. you know, it was also a matter of figuring out, like, sometimes I was like, am I going to somebody just to go do i actually mm -hmm. like this person i don't know and then they were helping me but i want to switch but then am i not giving it too long enough time mm -hmm. so i need to switch and like you said should i be talking to a man okay i'm gonna try to talk to a woman i don't mm -hmm. know if there's a difference and yeah um yeah it's interesting yeah. um but it's uh i think it's it's cool that it's becoming a something that people can talk about absolutely yeah um man. oh man we've been we've been talking been doing it but uh i mean there's a few more things that, you know if you, if you don't have to go like we could I'm talk here, about bro. okay i'm uh, really i flew here just for this okay so like let's I'm do yours. a 24 hour podcast 24 hours. <laughs> sorry Vlad. <laughs> Vlad just looks at us with a scrunched up face like i will kill you <laughs> he's like i'm done guys it's about to be 420 bro um Ooh. we won't smoke don't yeah, worry please we had a we had a bad experience in vegas with that 
<laughs> I almost ruined Bang Rang's life. Bro, cost me $700 to get home. I'm so bad. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> so bad. It was your friend's fault, not me. Uh, no. DJ, DJ is a menace, but oh, my goodness. Oh, I think about that night often. Oh, God. We've had a few cool nights. You know, we hung out in Vegas at Tao when I played. You came to my my uh, floor room, sat yeah. here, too. and But, yeah, Vegas, we may have partake partook i don't know in some smoking after i tried to warn you You i said be careful don't yeah and then i guess you had a crazy night missed your flight or something i fell asleep (laughs) i I told you not to fall asleep i said i ain't no bitch (laughs) i said i'm not peer pressuring do whatever you want fuck it bang missed his flight (laughs) all right sorry well i costed you money uh we're here now we're here now we're here now um, well, what about, um, I mean, do you have any other crazy stories you want to tell of like getting too faded or crazy things in the club? Or? Oh man, you know, um, not really. Okay. Um, okay. We don't like, need to talk was, about that. Cause most of them I don't remember. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. It's <laughs> a good we, point. I actually, I don't drink when I DJ anymore. I did stop. That. Oh really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Ever. Even like, before the sober thing. Even before, like it was, nice. I, I, I had, like a night where I just got insanely, like it was that sky actually. I got insanely faded. It was Super Bowl night. Chiefs won. Shout out to Chiefs. Um, <laughs> and um, we were backstage. And if you've ever been in like backstage, there's a green room back there with stairs. And okay. Big Dog was faded. Like lights out. Oh, wow. Like lights were out. Like there was, um, and I was coming down the stairs and I slipped and I fell last, like on my back, just oh. like, and the next morning, I'm like, yo, what the fuck happened? And my huh. homies were like, bro, you were out of control last night. Right. Like, falling, slipping. And, like, ever since then, like, I like I would have, like, maybe one or two before. But, like, during my sets, yeah. I've cut back insane. Unless it's, like, me and my friends, we have a rule. Unless it's, like, a special occasion. So, like, if I'm DJ in Park City and DJ Spider pulls up and he's like, yo, you want a drink? All right. I'm going to have a drink with DJ Spider. You Thank know what you. I'm saying? But, like. <laughs> But somebody else, like, who I see all the time, right. I'm going to see you. Know, I'm good, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm good. But, like, it's, we call it like, the drink up rule, where we right. just drink up with someone. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Right. If it's a special occasion, that's a good yeah. way to look at it. And then if you never drink, then whatever, too. You know exactly. what I mean? It's like, I find it weird when people are, like, weirded out if somebody else isn't going to drink or do something. You know, it's yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Everyone has their own life. You know, why yeah. should we be pressured? I know we're in a bar, a club, but it's yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Um, well, what about um, and and I know you mentioned like that that social media has impacted um, DJing, you yeah. know, negatively and positively. Yeah. What's your take on that, or some examples? <laughs> I mean, there's a you know, Twitter obviously is a lot of fight. I was saying yeah. you you put a question on your flight here, yeah. asked me a question, you got like a hundred questions, people yeah. asking all kinds of stuff. I was saying if we ran out of time, we could go through it, but yeah, um, there's. Uh, a lot of you know, a lot of people love to mm-hmm. talk about DJing on there, and especially on Twitter or yeah. X or whatever it's called. Um, there, you know, a lot of discussions and and funny things and things that mean nothing and things that are important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you think social media has affected DJing, like negatively and positively? Um, it's a double edged sword. I think positive. Oh, we'll start with the negative first. No, we'll go with the positive first. We'll the, positive <laughs> the good first. news or the bad news? Yeah. So yeah. the positive of it, I feel, is now it's like people who are really talented and really creative 
are getting their shine, you yeah. know, are getting like their much deserved shine. They're getting True. their bread. You know, people are seeing that the DJ is just more than the person, you know what I'm saying, in the corner of the room or just like the person up there just pressing buttons. The cons to this is people think that they can do it. Like, you know, yes. not that you can't, you know, but it's just like people take that, like the years that you may have put in that like people take the years that you've put in. Yeah. For granted. Right. Oh, well, Spider's up there and he's on a controller, so I can be up there on a controller. It's like you have no idea like the re- like the work that like yeah. Spider puts in. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you have no idea how long like like the work that like it's it's the whole iceberg thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people are only seeing this. That shit go deep. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's people, so true. Like people a lot below the surface and leading up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like people it's like social media has has like main I feel like has just made DJing like just this thing to where like people just want to get up there and look cool. It's yeah. not even about DJing anymore. Like it's from my experience, right. right? Like and like just the people like I've dealt with and like you know, in just certain situations I've been in, you know, it's like, all right, let me get up here with my controller, put my sunglasses on, have my friends around me and I'm John <laughs> Summit. Like no disrespect to John Summit, yeah, but you know, know what, what you I'm mean. saying? Yeah. It's like but once again, people don't know like the time that John Summit has put in. Exactly. You know, it's 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 social media has made people just feel like that they need it instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't I, I don't care that, you know, you you can bring twenty people and play for your friends. I said it earlier. Like yeah. I I, I want to see experience, you know, yeah. like there's younger DJs in my city and like homies can't even like transition clean, but yeah. feel like they should be in like these rooms. And I'm like if you really know DJing, then transitioning is like like clean transition. Doesn't matter how you get there, whether mm-hmm. you're slamming, whether you're blending, it can kill a room. Yeah. Like a bad mix, like especially with intros. Like how you fuck up a transition with intros? Yeah, I've witnessed this. You know, and I like, know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and it's like, but social media has like forgiven that because it's like people just go up there. And they get their clip of them playing the hot song, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that guy's popping, or that yeah. girl's popping. Yeah. It's like that's not even remotely close. Like, there's levels to this shit. But I also feel like, with that being said, like because it's made the game so saturated, I also feel like within like the next three to four years, like it's going to become less saturated because these people come up so quick, they get tired. Yeah, you know, like there are people who yeah. are like, You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, what's next? Bro, I'm 33. Like, you can DJ till you're like 50, 55 now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you think I'm going anywhere anytime soon, that's fucking crazy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I'm like, get in line, and you're like, practice. So, like, social media has, I feel like, has gotten rid of like the, the need or want to practice because people can do like a cool blend or whatever, which there's nothing wrong with. Like, that right. shit's great. But it's like, for the average club gore, you know, like they, they sure they might want to hear that blend, but they also want to hear shit that like they know and like they. It's social yeah. media has just made people has created this facade that like what we do is easy. Yes, and it's like it's not <laughs> right. It's right. just not. But I love it. But it's also like yeah, it's no, it's not. a good point because it is true. Like there's all kinds of blends and things. I wish I could have like made videos for yeah. back in the day, you know. Yeah. And I'm making a CD and handing it out, hoping someone listens to it. So that's cool. But at the on the other hand, yeah, it just makes like, people think that it's easier than it is, or yeah. you know, 
Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Or even when you're doing gigs and they're like, can't you just put a beat on that song and remix it? I'm like, no, no you can't. Like, <laughs> it's not what we're doing. Literally. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword, but yeah. everything has every, you got to take the good with the bad. So Right. Yeah. That's true. No, good point. Um, I know I had, I mean, just like I said this weekend, but it was one of those nights where like they missed the drop when I yeah. did the intro and like everything was just like, a lot like the person yeah. opening was on a completely different not serato yeah like they're on different Record computer box. yeah no it was like tractor oh who uses tractor i don't know i'm not trying to call anybody out no, so i'm I don't calling know homeland lives. security <laughs> and and they're on an s11 so it's like trying to make an s11 work with the tractor and then and they had this like third cdj for me to use for the changeover and i put the usb stick in and i don't know what the hell was going on it was on some weird sync mode mm -hmm. where it would not get out of the bpm it was on so it was somehow just synced to like 92 but i'm playing like a hundred and three bpm hip-hop song but mm -hmm. i can't get it to go faster uh, so it's playing super loud in like yeah. a vegas club and it's like so slow and you can tell people are looking around like why does this sound bad and nothing's working and yeah. it was just like a lot Ugh. a lot going on but and it's like sometimes you know as if i was the opener i'd be like helping doing everything you know it yeah. seemed like it was like i was up there fending for myself i'm taking cords out and chroma cables and yeah. plugging them in like we got to do this yeah. open is just nowhere to be found huh? uh, yeah it was a lot yeah. i don't know well they were only new tractor i don't know what oh. was happening but i was like you don't even know how usb to do it was hey. yeah you know that's whatever we have ups and yeah. downs yes yes <laughs> but they don't know what we go through even to this day you yeah, know man. They, they only see the little things on social media yeah what about like um Going forward, you know, you seem like you've constantly been evolving and you kind of get your eyes on the prize or um, you you find a new thing and you go into it. Do you have other I know you've done production and we mm -hmm. talked about it. You came out with an EP. We didn't yeah. really talk about it that much, but yeah. um, it was dope. I listened to it um, I, today. I got to listen to it again in my yeah. car, actually. And um, yeah, I love where you're going with it. It sounded like you were creating a sound for yourself. I yeah. like the theme of it with the interludes and the yeah. breakup and the cousin <laughs> and the thing and then going into the party songs. Yeah. Um, so is that something that you want, still want to do more in the future? Like what are some upcoming goals and what's next, you know, uh, in the future? Definitely music production, right? Um, yeah. The EP is something I've been working on. Uh, like I said, like I had a, some personal stuff going yeah you know, we'll talk about it more off air okay um <laughs> but like the ev is kind of like 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 detailing that like i have nice. i, I kind of have a suit and i kind of i have a series planned out of like how like my next project right because i've cool. done all these different things in all these different cities like like for and i'll just like say it here like so my next project is going to be called like the boise tapes because mm. i go to boise a lot yeah and like I miss when artists used to put interludes in the yeah. music. Oh yeah. Because it helped tells the story. And I feel like with, with my with this last C P like it was cool, but I, I could have tied it in a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, but like with this next project, right? Like it's it's and I've already started working on it, it's going to be like it's gonna going to tell more of like a story of like what this weekend is like in Boise. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like versus like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's cool. So I like that. I like yeah. that concept. So just I like I want to like I, when I just think about like my favorite albums, you know, um, they all tell a story. Like I'm mm. a big Kanye fan, like big Kanye fan, and like especially like his earlier music with like all the interlude. You know, bro, 
bro, bro, yeah, bro, we ain't got it. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> like, for sure. Like those are things that like stick right. out I'm in my sure memory. he's taking that from De La Soul and like all those, you know, the original ones that had it. And- yeah, yeah, and just like I want to be able to like tell that story, but definitely music production. So you know, I'm gonna like keep DJing and like keep making edits and mashups and stuff, and you know, stay on this talent buying thing as well. You yeah, know? I think I've like. I don't have to make a decision right now. No, not like at all. Eventually I will, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing both and I'm doing all right. You know? Yeah. Like no, I don't think you have to make a decision. It seems like you're doing great, you know, and following mm-hmm. your, your, you're alert to what's happening. And yeah. I think that's the most important, you know, especially yeah. even with the going sober and then yeah. having therapy within all of it. You, yeah. You're, you're trying to make yourself healthy in your mind to be able to see what yeah. should be done, I guess. Right. Yeah, thank way. you. So, yeah. I think it all plays into it. And um, nah, man, your story is inspirational. Really cool to see where you've taken it. And I'm sure there's only way more, you know, to go up from there. We'll see, man. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, yeah. Well, dope, man. Thanks for making the trip out here. Of course. And uh, have fun tonight. I hope that artist is dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, see St. Harrison. So, um, I'm yeah, I got to look him up. I'll send you his music. He's like, he's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Like R&B guy. Um, yeah. Oh, and you were saying, I mean, just before we get out of here, but you were saying in the booking process, so you're going to see St. Harrison tonight and R and B is becoming, is really growing along with Afro beats, mm-hmm. I'm a piano and mm-hmm. a lot of different kind of global sounds yeah um and old school sounds yeah. um, and even combining them. I've heard dope R and B I'm a piano stuff, you know? So, yeah. um, it, that's playing into your talent buying and the different things that you're looking into. Yeah. So What's crazy, and a lot of people don't know this, is Utah, um, we get a lot of African refugees, a lot, and have been like a, a, a space for uh, African refugees to come for like, as far as I can, I'm not from there, but like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, forever, mm-hmm. you know, and as like, we have, we have a large Sudanese population, we have a large Nigerian population, we have a large Kenyan population. Yeah. And like, you wouldn't think about it. Yeah. But, um. Like, like these people are, are out there. So, you know, we did this, I'm a piano uh, and Afro beats party with June. Like I got to give my bro Teddy credit. Cause he's been in my ear about it. He's yeah. been do an Afro beat and I'm a piano party right now. Yeah. You know? And then, um, June came to me with, with this, with, with that concept. And, um, we kind of all put it together and mm-hmm. like, we probably had about 200 people in this small space, bro. Yeah. And like, the next day there was another Afrobeat and I'm a piano party, you know, shout out this guy, DJ Mac. And mm-hmm. like, there's guys who've been pushing that culture, but like that culture is there and it's growing. And especially with how big Afrobeat and I'm a piano is coming. I think that's it's not coming. It's here. Yeah. You know, like burner boy is selling out arenas, mm-hmm. you know, like it's here. Yeah. So, and I, and I just think like, you know, for so long, like the Latino community has like had like kind of like a stronghold on everything that it's like, People who are in there that are like, all right, back, cool. Like, well, what about this? Yeah. You know, like, how can we provide this? So, like, right. you know, it's been cool to be able to, like, be the guy. Not, like, be the guy to push that because I'm not that guy. Like, I will No, not, I know what you I'm mean, not, though, But you you play a role in it. Yeah, to, like, help, like, spoon feed it to the masses. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. To be the guy to That's be, That's what like, I try to do a floor room and stuff, too. You see, you know, I'm mm-hmm. playing different edits and different stuff and— I try to get it in my sets here and there when I yeah. travel around, if it fits right, you know, make sure the room's feeling it and do it in that certain way where you sandwich it between stuff that they yeah. might know or something. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it, it's, that's one of the cool things about like my position though. It's like being, 
like able to like put guys like June and DJ Mock and DJ Oba and all these other like Afrobeat DJs, you know, in a position to like push that shit and like show people that, hey, there is a market for this. We should be pursuing this. Yeah. You know, um, it's kind of like really cool just to be able to like put people on because I don't like I opened. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I opened at this party and like right. I'm in the back with Shazam, like, hey, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, as these guys are just playing hits, that's dope. You know? So, it's like, it's it's cool, really it's cool, real cool, really cool. And I know you just put a, a beat source and DJ say you just did a gig log thing of yeah. your you DJing at the uh Utah. Well, you do the um University of Utah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm their pregame DJ, okay. So, Every uh, Man, you do a lot of stuff, <laughs> man, bro. I need a nap. Um, but yeah, every uh, Utah football home game, okay, I, I DJ. So, uh, so I'll play like the first two hours leading up to it, and man, like DJing for or like for events are crazy. I also do the men's basketball as well. Okay, um, but I've kind of just been outsourcing that to some of the younger homies because I'm, man, you're busy. <laughs> like weekday gigs are like rough. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. But uh, yeah, I DJ for them and I. Start two hours prior and it's cool. Like I've been doing that for about four years, That's but this dope. was the first. Thanks. This was the first year that they put me up in the uh, in the press box, though. Uh, like, man, there's food up there. Uh, that's coffee. Way better. Perks. I'm living, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that's living. great. Um, but like yeah. I can go longer now. That's dope. Well, yeah, they do. So everyone that wants to check it, uh, yeah. there's a gig log. I think just posted right yeah, from Beat Source DJ. Which is crazy. Yeah, today. Yeah. So Beat Source DJ City uh, followed them around. I was trying to see if I could do that with that thing I'm doing next week, that Netflix gig. Yeah, what'd they say? Yeah, it's just a matter of that it's in like four days. I need to like figure this all out. Like everything happened, so I don't know if I'll yeah. be able to do it, but it uh, would be dope if I could. I um, but if not, I'll definitely film some stuff myself. Yeah. <laughs> Show people what I'm doing. Yeah. But um, yeah, all right. Well, yo, thanks for making the trip out here, course, and um, it's an honor, bro. Yeah. Oh well, it was it was great having you on, and I'm sure we'll hang. I'm sure I'll be with you at least uh, in January. Yes. I'll be up in Utah for at least a week for Sundance Film Festival, so I'm, I'm sure we'll be hanging somewhere late night, doing something. Um, if anyone wants to rent me a house, tell me. And. Uh, <laughs> Trying to bring an army of DJs up there, two gigs. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, thank you again, and um, I will. I'll see you out there. Appreciate you, All right. Thank Peace. you, bro. All right, thank you, Bangarang, for coming out here and making that happen. That was great being able to talk to you about all this stuff. I learned so much. I'm sure everybody out there did. Thank you to the Beat Sorcerers for tuning in. You know this show is available everywhere. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, all over the place. Um, hit me on Instagram if you want to talk to me at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. The 20 Podcast is produced by Beat Source. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.